I'll leave you to read that. Hopefully everyone can read that and it's fairly clear. But I was trying to work out when I was asked to kind of come up and say something. I thought, all right, well, I need to understand it in terms of what is worship because for anyone who's ever heard me, and I think almost none of you will have, I don't sing well. So worship for me is not singing, even though it is lovely to have praise. Um, but it did strike me as to what actually is, what is it to worship God? And that means what is it to worship God in your average day? And my average day and most of us, for those of us who are going to work each day, that's a fair chunk of time. And how do I worship him in my work? Um, I'm a geologist. I work in the oil and gas industry, which has become increasingly evil recently, um, but such is life. But as a geologist, I look at really old stuff and rocks. So next slide, please. Okay. Some of you, especially if there's any Brits in here, know what those cliffs are. They're part of the cliffs of Dover, stunningly beautiful chalk cliffs. Um, they're really old, so 85 million years old. And they're made of chalk. They're daunting for any country that wanted to try and invade England, which is why it didn't really happen, apart from once. Um, but... The amazing thing about that, quite apart from that being stunningly beautiful as a picture by itself, and the fact that it's made up of just amazing rocks, because that's about 100 metres high, if you go to the next slide, it's made up of these. Now, the scale down the bottom might be a bit hard to see, but that is 0.01 of a millimetre, that little circular spherical thing that you see there. That's the same stuff as in the previous picture. It's chalk. So if you imagine a, one of your hairs on your head, it's about the width of the screen by comparison to those little things, which is why, again, if you're, a, if you're a teacher and you use chalk, those things are really soft and that's why chalk works because when you rub it over a blackboard, those things break up and come off and leave the white on the, screen, on the chalkboard except that that's becoming obsolete because we don't really use chalkboards anymore. Um, but those little tiny things are also stunningly beautiful. And when you see them under a microscope, you do go, oh, wow, because they're, they're just beautiful. If you go to the next slide, we're going to go way back in time. I got the pleasure to go. We're part of some gas fields in the centre of Australia, just south of Alice Springs. And this is actually one of the gas fields, even though it doesn't look like it because you can't see any of it there. But that's on top of a mountain range, and those rocks are even older. They're 380 million years old, and they used to be beaches where you could literally go and walk on the beach, except that none of us were around back then. And if you go to the next slide... Some of the rocks underneath that, and yeah, I apologise in advance, and I know Liam Chittick knows that I love fossils. Um, that's, that's my all-time favourite fossil is a trilobite. There's more than one of them. Um, and they were a little creature that actually just crawled across the seafloor, sitting on those sands, on those beaches and in the water. So 
just stunningly amazing. We, when I was working about 15 years ago, we were cutting what's called a core. We were drilling a well, which went down to about three kilometers, and you have to cut a circular slab of, of rock to find out what's happening down there. We cut it, brought it back to the surface, and when we opened it up, literally in the middle of the little tube of rock was the equivalent of like a modern day Nautilus. And it was just beautiful. And you think, all right, one, that's amazing, it looks great. God made it. Why did he make it? What was the point? Well, I don't understand that, but I don't have to understand it because he did it anyway, and it just means I perhaps don't fully comprehend how enormous he is. Go to the next slide. Um, that's a famous place just outside of Alice Springs. And again, the scenery is beautiful. You think of Alice Springs and you think it's hot. There was ice on the windscreen when we went there. So it was a bit chilly in May, first thing at like seven in the morning. But that again is just stunningly beautiful scenery. And again, it's pre-Cambrian seas. So we've gone back even further in time to 600 million years kind of almost at the start of when life was happening. Go to the next slide. And I am getting to the point in all of this. You'll understand in a second. Um, so a famous, famous geologist and explorer. I don't know if you've ever seen. Have you ever seen, I think it's the Australian $10 note with William Mawson on, the, on it? Maybe not. Okay. You know. He was a famous geologist and explorer. He went to Antarctica. He found a lot of things, but he also happened to go to north of, in South Australia, he found these things. And these were just literally the equivalent of kind of jellyfish. But again, they're just stunningly beautiful, incredibly old, some of the very earliest forms of life ever found. And if someone had never walked past that piece of rock, no one would ever have seen it and known it was there, but God still made it. Go to the next. Hopefully that's clear. I don't know how clear that is from the back. But one of my favourite passages in the Bible is in the book of Job. We all know that Job, and we've heard about difficult experiences, and we all have difficult experiences in our lives, whether it be on a given day or endlessly for years and years. But in the book of Job, he's put to the test. And you think, oh, it seems really unfair, but he's put to the test. And then he eventually gets around to having a conversation with God and says, you know, this kind of sucks. And what's God's response to him? He doesn't give him a big hug and say, you'll be right, it's all fine. He says, are you forgetting who I am and who I am and my significance? Saying, as you read it there, because it's just lovely to read, he said, who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? That's, that's kind of a bit of a, bit of a put down from God to Job, isn't it? Say, yeah, you, got, you do remember that you're not actually anything by comparison to me, don't you? Um, Brace yourself like a man. What a lovely phrase. Do you, do you expect God to say that to you? Not so much. Um, I will question you and see 
and you, and you, shall, you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid out the earth's foundations? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know who, who stretched a measuring line across it. On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. So the amazing thing about that is God is God and did all these things. I don't understand and my job as a scientist is to try and unravel only the things, just a little, of what God did. And that in this, not only is God talking to Job, but saying, don't forget who I am, but then marvel at the fact that you and I are having a conversation because I still love you. And if you go to the next, all right, we're going to jump somewhere else now. So we've just looked at Earth and we jump outside of Earth and you think, those of you, there was a great documentary on Netflix, uh, I don't know when it first came out, but on the James Webb Telescope. Did anyone see that? Will know about the James Webb Telescope that got launched, I think it was last year. And this is one of the pictures from that James Webb Telescope. So that's, I tried to work it out and I had to look it up online. That's seven and a half thousand light years away. And if that's a bit mind boggling, don't even try to work out what it is in kilometers because it's too, far too complicated. But it's an awfully long way away. And the amazing thing about this is because they launched this telescope, because it got out of our atmosphere and is now traveling, I don't know where it is now, it keeps traveling and sending pictures back. And the amazing thing with it is because you're not restricted by our atmosphere, you can see so much more clearly. But it was quite an engineering miracle to actually even get it up there and get it taking these pictures. And then it returns this, which looks like a piece of art or looks like something Weta did, but it's a real picture. If you go to the next slide. And this is one of my favorite pictures. And I think I, this is similar to the one I've sent you before, Jenny. Um, this is the Cassini-7 spacecraft that launched, I don't know, maybe 25, 30 years ago. And this was taken almost just over 10 years ago. And hopefully you can read the bottom there. But that's the rings of Saturn. And you can see the edge of Saturn. And then there's a tiny little dot here. And that's us. And there's 8 billion people on that tiny little dot. And a few of them are in this room. And I'm one of them. And God still wants to talk to me but he can see us from that perspective, which is, I can't get my head around. It, it's impossible. Next slide. So back to Job, and he says, we've read that bit in terms of the bit at the top, and Job replies, and I would like to think I might reply in a similar sort of way. He says, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I do not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. Slide. That's it. Um, yeah, so worship 
for me is just being amazed at all the things that we see in our day-to-day -day life, all the things that are around us, but not least of which that in all of this and the enormity of God and what he did, he also gave us grace and that is also far beyond comprehension.